I'm Matt Miller of the Ditch That Textbook Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great educational podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. It opens the doors. I mean, so many times we are so stuck in the, the struggle mm-hmm. and we don't see any other option. Mm-hmm. But if you are dealing with stress and overwhelm and anxiety and you hate your teacher life right now, like you, you're in your, in, your class, in your car crying during lunch and things like that. I mean, it's really sad what a lot of teachers are facing on a daily basis. But not every teacher is struggling with that. No. Like, so, I mean, that's not the norm. No matter how many teachers tell you, oh, yeah, 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 you know, that's just the way it is, blah, blah, blah. Not every teacher right now is struggling. There are other solutions. There is another way. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. You know, during my 12-year teaching career, it seemed like there was always something throwing off my lesson plans my mindset, or my goals. And when I began to burn out and tried to talk about it, all I heard was, join the club, go for a walk, have a glass or three of wine. This is just the way it is. The current challenges you're facing, distance learning, new technologies, higher expectations, discipline issues, a personal crisis, a global pandemic, all of these challenges make your everyday life seem unmanageable. Until now. Teacher burnout has been hacked. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, I share my eight-step process that shines a light on burnout as an opportunity for growth and change. And in it, I empower you to become burned in, a fulfilled, happy, efficient, and effective teacher in the classroom and human in your life. You'll learn the steps you can take to feel ready for the next challenge, take actions based on your burnout type, thrive, not just survive, both professionally and personally, and cope with any challenge, plus much, much more. Hacking Teacher Burnout is coming out in September of 2020. So go to htb.burnedinteacher.com and get on the waiting list to be the first to know when it releases or place a bulk order for your staff. The Burned In process has empowered teachers to believe that they deserve and can achieve a happier and more fulfilled career and life. And I know this process that was built to help you go from isolated to empowered whenever you need it will work for you too. Go to htb.burnedinteacher.com. And of course, burn on. Hey, hey, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to episode 75 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. One part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I'm your host, Amber Harper, and I empower burned out teachers to believe that they deserve and can achieve a happier, more fulfilled career in life with my eight-step burned in process. I am so excited about today's episode. I'm going to share my interview and conversation with my friend, Don Pensack. And as I mentioned last week, these next few episodes 
are episodes that I recorded before the pandemic hit and we were quarantined and teaching remotely, but they still offer value as we focus forward on creating a burned in life. And if you don't know what burned in means, I wanna send you to episode 70, where I lay out and answer the question, what the heck is a burned in teacher? There you will be, you will have all of the stages of burnout explained to you. And now that I told you that, I wanna remind you that this season I am unlocking a brand new way for you to take control over your specific type and your specific stage of burnout. So if you've not taken the teacher burnout quiz, go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz. You'll get your type and then in your email, you will get the stages ebook where you can not only identify why you're burned out and what type of burnout you're dealing with, but just how burned out you are. And I lay it all out there in episode 70. So this episode today is going to be great for any type of burnout, whether you're burned and bored, burned and over it, burned and unbalanced, whether something's just beginning to feel off. And I would say this is definitely for stage zero or one of burnout. This is for those of you that don't feel empowered to change anything. You're negative, you are cynical, you're not really doing anything different, or at least you're not doing anything different yet. So the reason these things are important is because you can now go to burnedinteacher.com click on podcast and on the right side, you'll see different options. You'll see the three different types of burnout and you'll also see categories for stages zero through five. So once you take the quiz and you read the ebook and it's a very short ebook, by the way, just explaining what you can think, feel, believe and do to move to the next stage, you can find specific episodes for that specific burnout type and or stage of burnout. I announced this the other day on Instagram and in last week's episode and people have been DMing me and getting in touch with me and telling me how excited they are about this option because you have no time to waste. You want to listen to episodes that are going to be specific to help you to move forward on your journey out of burnout. And that's what today's episode is going to do for you today. Dawn is going to lay out not only her encouragement for you to remember and tap, literally tap into your power but ways that you can really be thinking about what it is that you can have power and control over right now. And of course, you know my philosophy and my opinion about this is that you have more power than you believe and Dawn is gonna lay it all out there for you today. Dawn is actually a former burned out teacher. She is on a mission to bring simple stress management techniques to everyone living a busy, stressful life. Of course, a lot of those being teachers. As a certified yoga instructor, master EFT practitioner, and resilience building leadership coach, Dawn loves blending a variety of tools as she works with private clients or groups to help them ditch stress, add more peace and calm to their lives, and live a happier, healthier life. She's also the founder of the Holistic Sisterhood Community, a community where women have access to support, resources, and wellness tools to live a life of resilience and wellness. I'll be sharing all of her resources at the end of the show. So let's dive into this interview with Dawn Pensack. Dawn, I'm so grateful that you're here today to share your story of burnout and of your journey through education and then what it is that you do to serve educators who are struggling with burnout themselves. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. It's so great tell to us be here. 
Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you. Um, you were gracious enough to invite me onto your podcast a couple of weeks ago. So I feel like, you know, through our conversation there, I thought, you know, my audience needs to hear from you too. Um, so you serve teachers as well. You serve them in a little bit of a different way. Um, mm -hmm. And we all have something to contribute to everybody's wellness. So tell us a little bit, first of all, take us way back um, to your teaching days and, and what it is that that you taught and then, you know, tell us a little bit about your struggle with burnout and how you came out of it. Let's just start way back. Okay. So I went to college and actually was a finance major. So I graduated from Penn state as a finance major. And I was like, there's no way I'm ever, I actually knew all through college. There was no way I was ever going to work in a corporate job. You know, I had the internships. I was like, this is just not me. Mm -hmm. So my senior year, I found, um, teach for America. And then I, I came across um, New York City Teaching Fellows, which I was like, oh, you know what? They're going to help me a little bit more with my master's. Let me apply. Let me check this out and see. So actually, a friend of mine who was also in the finance school, um, we both ended up joining Teach for America. We, the financing just wasn't our thing. So, we, um, so I joined Teach for America, and I started teaching in a school in Manhattan and going to grad school at night. So I had no teaching experience. I had no student teaching experience. I had no education knowledge whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I found myself teaching seventh and eighth grade math and eighth grade science. <laughs> so it was pretty shocking, like totally shocking. Um, however, that was my favorite job. I mean, if you think about the most resilient teaching community possible. I mean, that was my first school. And I don't know if we had to be resilient because there was no other, other option. I mean, we were working in a really hard, hard environment. Um, lots of violence, lots of, um, lots of, lots of struggles for sure. But the school community, the teachers and the staff, I mean, I've, I've never ever seen anything else like it. And I, I miss that job tremendously, but, um, it was not until my 10th year of teaching actually, that I, you know, went to school on a Friday. I was eight months pregnant, went to school on a Friday, stayed a little bit late after school, helping somebody with test revisions when I started to not feel so great. And it ended up on Monday morning, I was giving birth two months early to my daughter. Now for me, I had no sub plans left. I hadn't said goodbye to my students. I had, I mean, there was nothing. It was like, I was here on Friday and on Monday, now I'm gone for the, for the rest of the year. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was just shocking in every way. And on top of that, dealing with a newborn who, you know, her lungs aren't developed. She's in the NICU for a long time. And also, you know, the trauma of, of everything that went along with that. So, um, I did what I was, I knew how to do, right. I just pushed through, pushed through, pushed through. It was like, everybody's like, all right, you know, you're so lucky you're in this situation. Daughter's going to be okay. Everything's fine. Like, you know, you got so much, like so much to be grateful for in this situation. And I just kept going and going and going. And I never in a million years thought that like, I, I have to deal with this. Like, mm -hmm. this is a very big trauma in my life, but I, I didn't know that there was, um, I didn't know how necessary it was that there's this huge emotional component to challenges. Right. So, um, it wasn't until my daughter was about 18 months old when I ended up getting super sick out of nowhere. 
like out of nowhere, all of a sudden, I was really, really, really tired. Um, and I was really dizzy all the time. So I remember every lunch break, I would like lay in the corner of my classroom and I would be like, YouTube videos, like how do you cure vertigo and how do you do this? And I was going to tons of doctors. I had every single test you can imagine, blood work, you know, everything under the sun. And everybody could tell that something was off, but nobody could pinpoint or diagnose anything. One doctor's like, oh, you have Lyme's disease. And I was actually excited because I was like, wow, now I know. Can... Yeah. And yeah. then the next day he's like, you know what? That's not right. And then another doctor's like, oh, maybe you have leukemia. And I was like, really? You're just going to throw it out there like that? Okay. And then he's like, yeah, no, that's not it. So anyways, long story short, I had to take this into my, my own hands. I had to figure this out for myself. So I kind of just self-diagnosed myself as uh, just chronic stress, like chronic stress just affected my body, you know, not taking care of my emotional challenges for the last 18 months. It, it really took a toll and um, it kind of manifested as this. So this started my journey on figuring out alternative ways of healing and, and simple ways of figuring out how to process stress. And that actually, that started my, in the beginning of my journey, I actually came across EFT, emotional freedom techniques and tapping. And once I found that tool, I got my life back in such a short amount of time. I mean, it was shocking how quickly I was able to get my life back. And, um, and I was just, from then on, I was just hooked with sharing this tool with as many people as I can, especially people working in really high stress jobs. Tell us a little bit about tapping. Um, I know a little bit about it, um, and and maybe maybe it's a different version of it. Um, my therapist taught me a tapping technique, um, where I place my hands on my legs and just tap back and forth, right, left, right, left, um, okay. as I'm you know doing some four square breathing to to control my anxiety. Um, but are you talking about a different type of tapping? Cause I saw you earlier while we were in the pre-show just chatting, um, you tapped on your head in different places. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about what this looks like? Yes. I actually have never heard of what you were, <coughs> excuse me, what you were talking about with the tapping and, uh, and breathing. So that sounds really cool. Um, yeah. So tapping, um, is kind of the more well-known, I guess, uh, name for emotional freedom techniques or EFT. And it basically combines psychology with acupressure. So we, there's a process. We identify the, the challenge. We, allow, we go through the process to allow our body to process and release. If it's a physical pain, an emotional pain, a trauma, or even a belief. So we go through the process to allow your body to process and release it. And, um, and it really works on a very, very deep level within your body. So there's a lot of, you know, because there's a brain-based component. You have that psychology component. It allows you to get really, really, really deep into what's actually causing symptoms. So a lot of times we treat the symptoms. With EFT, we can go much deeper into the actual mm -hmm. cause, you know, the, the actual root of it. And then once we get there and we allow our body to process and release it, then it's gone. Um, the other thing, too, is that as we're tapping on these points, we're sending calming waves to the central nervous system. So you're really calming down your heart rate you are putting your body in an optimal healing state and like just a very calm, relaxed emotional state, which is really where life is great, right? Mm -hmm. It kind of puts your body into this 
uh, it, it kind of gives us a reset because mm -hmm. it almost allows us to kind of reset back to where we're supposed to be, you know, our default state and everybody's is different, but it's, it's just a really easy way to, to get back to, you know, feeling good. Mm -hmm. So how is it then, um, how do you use this with teachers? You know, what is it that, is this then you started using this and, and you, was it just overnight? Um, and then how did that lead, you know, you learning about EFT, how did that lead to what it is that you do now? Yeah. So when I first, um, you know, when I first started dealing with burnout and my own, you know, chronic stress journey, mm -hmm. I had no, <laughs> excuse me, I had no idea that there were tools out there like alternative medicine. You know, I came from a family where you were sick, you go to the doctor, they fix you, mm -hmm. right? You take a pill, you, you know, whatever. And when that didn't work for me, and I'm so grateful that, that I had this blip in my journey because, um, because, you know, I wouldn't be here today, right? If I didn't have that. So um, when I first learned about EFT, I just, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was just following like people, you know, YouTube videos or something. I was just going through the tapping points, following what somebody else was saying. And as I started learning more and more about it, you know, it really piqued my curiosity. That's when I started looking into training and um, certification and things like that. And um, it was shocking how quickly I was able to heal. And I wasn't working with a practitioner or following a protocol. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, it, it's like with EFT, it's not like you are, you know, you have to have six sessions before you see results. I mean, you can have results sometimes in, in such a short amount of time, which was luckily my, my story, but um, it's a very flexible tool and you can use it in a lot of ways and, and you can use it for a lot of different things. And um, right now with teachers, in the Calm Resilient Teacher Tribe, we have a Sunday wellness session where we do a lot of tapping and a lot of breathing to help teachers process stress, you know, on a deeper level. Prepare for the week, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also, it's very different. Like I think with self-care, right? I mean, self-care is the buzzword of the, you know, of the decade. Everybody, self-care, self-care. We've realized that teachers are in a crisis situation. But I think so many of us are teaching self-care in a way that um, is really just a temporary solution, right? It's really self-indulgence. And, you know, I can go for a walk and, with my girlfriends and I can feel great, but my life isn't changing. And when I get back to my house or my life, it's the same exact thing. So while I felt great in the moment, Nothing about my life really changed other than that temporary escape. So with EFT, I mean, we're going so deep into the, the subconscious and into your body, and we're really, really letting you create this life that you love, where you don't have to escape from, where your body feels good. And, and so I love teaching teachers how to use this in so many different ways. I mean, there are so many ways that we can use EFT to bring it to your everyday life where you're literally just optimizing what you're already doing. Mm. You're making what you're already doing even better. You're not adding to your to-do list because we know you, got, you don't have time for that. And we are, we're just, you know, bringing this simple tool into your, your everyday, making it part of your lifestyle. Well, I love so many things. I mean, I know as you're listening to this podcast, you can't see me, but I, my hands <laughs> are like in the air. I'm like pointing at her. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. That's exactly the same thing that I, that I talked to. Now I approach it in a different way, 
Um, mm -hmm. We don't do the tapping and, and that kind of thing, but oh my gosh, I can see such a, a connection between my message and your message here with you talking about how you have to be proactive. You can't just say, this is just the way it is. You know, when you were feeling that way every day. Um, and again, this goes back to that. It's not that you hated teaching. It's that you were being physically affected by, by the stress. It was affecting you differently. And you decided that you were not going to settle for this is your reality. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. love too that you just, that you mentioned something too about the difference between self-care and self-indulgence um, because, and even sometimes self-care can, um, or actually self-destruction can be mistaken for self-care. You know, you go out and binge drink with your friends. Yeah. You have a lot of fun while you're doing it, but you're not, you're, you're actually damaging your body. You know, when you do those things, you feel mm -hmm. like crap for a day after and you know, you had a great time. However, and, and I was going to say, you make great memories. You might not even remember it. You know, that's going out with your friends, going for a run, taking a bath. That's all fantastic. That is self care but it's not in a proactive way. This is, these are not lasting results that you're going to get. Getting your nails done is not going to heal your awful relationship with your students or your coworkers. Right. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. so something that, that we talk about in, in Burned In Teacher is having those hard conversations, but I can see, you know, this tapping, this, you know, tapping into your mindset and tapping into that, that stress management can give you clarity and lift that fog that then allows you to see the changes that you need to make. Am I right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It opens the doors. I mean, so many times we are so stuck in the, the struggle. Mm -hmm. and we don't see any other option. Mm -hmm. But if you are dealing with stress and overwhelm and anxiety and you hate your teacher life right now, like you, you're in your, in, your class, in your car crying during lunch and things like that. I mean, it's really sad what a lot of teachers are facing on a daily basis. But not every teacher is struggling with that. No. Like, so, I mean, that's not the norm. No matter how many teachers tell you, oh yeah, 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 you know, that's just the way it is, blah, blah, blah. Not every teacher right now is struggling. There are other solutions. There is another way. And it's, it's finding, it's, it's first of all, taking 100%, 100% responsibility for you right now, even if your situation is not so great, you're, you're not responsible for anything except for you, right? So, I mean, your burnout might not be your fault. Your high stress might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility to fix it. Well, and I was just going to say, it doesn't even have to be anybody's fault. It just is. Yes. Yeah. And you get to it choose how you react to it, right? Mm -hmm. So I know one of the, one of the big things that you wanted to share and part of your mission is that, you know, feeling overwhelmed is a choice. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about that and how it is that you, you know, even in your own life, I mean, you, you were feeling those feelings. Tell us more about, um, about how you, how you deal with that yourself and, and with teachers that you work with. Yeah. So there is always a solution. There is always a solution for every single problem. And when you approach the, the issues with that mindset where it's like, you know what? I have a lot on my plate. You know, everybody has a lot on their plate, honestly. Mm -hmm. Every single person most likely has a lot on their plate. However, 
there are, you know, strategies for prioritizing and, and, you know, not taking on too much in one day and things like that, which I am not the best person to teach about that, honestly. But you're, if you are getting stuck in the overwhelm and the frustration, and this is just becoming part of who you are, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm a teacher with too much to do. Everybody's dumping things on me. Then you're not taking responsibility for finding a way out. And honestly, if you look at everything on your plate, not everything is something that you have to do right now. And you can let go of probably a good bit of what's on your plate. I'm constantly doing that with my to-do list, moving things around, deleting things, delegating things, automating things, right? Um, because I know I can't do it all and I don't want to do it all. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other thing too, is that when I was teaching, I was, um, my biggest gift as a teacher was creativity and lesson planning and projects. I could lesson plan and make projects all day. I loved it, loved it. But the paperwork killed me. It kill it just killed me. It's just not, uh, it just was not something that I could keep up with and handle. So what I would do is I, I knew that in order to maintain my sanity and my happiness and make my, my classroom engaging so that students were, you know, I wasn't fighting with them mm -hmm. to learn. I wasn't fighting with them to stay quiet or, you know, all of these things. Um, I was planning tons of projects with them but I would give them so much responsibility, tons of responsibility. I taught sixth grade, so it was a little bit easier than let's say, you know, if you're a second grade teacher. But it's amazing how much we take on that's not our responsibility. And when you can give some things to your students, it makes your life so much easier. And if all I had to do was plan the project, which I loved, monitor the classroom, you know, help them get set up in groups, help them understand their role within the group and things like that, and then grade it. Like, it was great. And my, my teacher life then became so much better. But I had to really figure out and understand who I was as a teacher, what my bright spots were. I had to also acknowledge that even though I had weaknesses, organization, I did not have to harp on that and, and study ways to be better organized and really look at, at how to improve on that. I looked at my bright spots and I exploded my bright spots. And I think it's really, I think for so many teachers, you know, we're looking at like what I have to do better, what I have to do better. What? No, focus, focus like next week, if you can focus on making what you do well, even better. And, mm -hmm. and watch, when you focus on that, watch how much happier you are, how much differently your students are responding to you, and also take a really good look at what you're actually spending your time doing, because I bet there's a lot of things that you're doing that you don't really need to do. Right. Or you don't have to do them in the way that you're doing them. And yeah, you, you touched on two things. One of them is perfectionism is that especially because of social media, things like Pinterest, um, we feel like, we feel the need to lead our students through this perfect system to make things look this perfect way. Mm -hmm. And we as teachers already, a lot of us, and I don't want to speak for everybody, um, they, they want that gold star. They want things to look perfect too. And I want my classroom and my projects and my bulletin board to look like this. 
Um, but when you let go of that pressure that you're putting on yourselves, because I mean, even Angela Watson talks about it and fewer things better, you know, you say that you have to do these things, but if you truly mm-hmm. look at them, are they things that someone is saying to you, you have to do this and you have to do it this way? Right. Right. And then the other thing that, um, that you touched on is the idea that, um, that you can take that pressure off of yourself and you can delegate and you can say, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this for them anymore. They can do it or I can let it go or I can automate it. You know, now you're talking Michael Hyatt and free to focus, you know, (laughs) you're you're talking all of those different systems and routines. So, um, it's just good. It's just good sound practice to give yourself that clarity to come to those realizations that you have way more control over things than you feel like you do. Yes. You, you absolutely do. And the other thing too, like for me, paperwork, right? was a huge issue. I didn't grade everything. I thought for a long time mm-hmm. I had to grade every single thing mm-hmm. and a lot. Of, and then I just realized, you know what? I don't have to, there's a lot of ways. And I'm, and I'm sure you talk about so many ways in, in what you teach Amber. Um, but there's so many different ways that we can better organize our workload, which is going to take a lot of the overwhelm on us. But what I want to say about the overwhelm again, is that you always have a choice. Mm -hmm. No matter what problem you're faced with in life, there's always a choice. There's always a way out. And when you approach things like that, it honestly just makes things so much better. And then also to make a decision and go with it and don't look back. Mm -hmm. Don't say, I should have done this. I should have done that. That's something that I had to learn along the way, make a decision, run with it. And, and it's, it's done. It's over. If your principal asks you, Hey, can you blah, blah, blah. And your gut is telling, you no. say, you know what? I really can't commit to that right now. Um, but thank you for thinking of me. You know, thank you for thinking of me for this position. I appreciate that, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And move on and don't, you know, don't feel guilty. Don't feel bad because when you focus on what you excel at, what you're doing well, what makes you happy, your world is going to change. Everything is going to change around you and your mood and your happiness and your overall well-being. It's just going to affect every single thing in your life, especially your students and your relationships with them. Oh my goodness. Yes. No. Yes. Teaching is relational. You have to have that relationship in order for them to learn. It's a human to human connection. And I think too, I mean, that just circles back around to you connecting with yourself in order to have, again, that clarity to connect the dots of what you need to change, you know, and I, you even spoke to having a choice, um, you know, uh, in, um, in trauma stewardship, I can't remember the author's name. Hold on. Um, Laura Van Der Noot. Have you ever heard of the trauma of trauma stewardship? No, it's so good. It's going to be April's, um, burn and teacher open book club book, but we, we need to know that it's okay that we empower ourselves to know that we have a choice of if we stay or if we go, or we choose how we approach a situation and to have a plan B. That's, that's not negative. That's not, you're not being a bad person. You Mm -hmm. are allowing yourself the freedom of choice, which is something that human nature wants us to wants us to execute the fact that we have choices. Adults want choices. Students want choices. Um, And then you also talked a little bit about um, about changing the way that you you look at your situation. Um, So, you know, when you come to a situation that's hard to say, I have the choice to do this or I have the choice to do this. 
Um, and that, that's empowerment right there that you're empowering yes. with that, with that superpower. You know, I, that's how I ended my keynote, uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, we're not superheroes. We are human beings. We cannot and should not feel. And that was another thing you talked about the shoulda, coulda, woulda, the subjunctive. We are one of the only languages that have that, that, you know, <laughs> that say, oh, if I would have just majored in interior design in college, I wouldn't be feeling, well, who knows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because that's not the reality. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, so really moving forward with, you know, this is the situation, this is what I'm choosing to do with it. And then, you know, really and empowering yourself to say, I have this one superpower and that is the power of choice. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, and then moving with confidence and you might change your mind, you might change your path and that's okay. That's par another part of being human is yes. allowed to change our minds. And, you know, thank goodness we are living, you know, at least myself and you, you know, hopefully you're living in a culture where you do have choices, you know, that we can, that we, that we can actually execute our decisions. Yes. All of your resources will be in the show notes. And um, so people can feel free to, to click on that link and, and join your Facebook group. So is there anything else you'd like to share with us today before we sign off, Don? I, I think, you know, just always, always remembering the power that you have, mm -hmm. you know, you always have power. You always have choice, as you said, and your wellness really, if you're not making it a priority, I highly suggest you make it a priority before you have to make it a priority. Mm -hmm. You know, and one thing I want to say too, is that I know that this is your full time job. This is, this is what you do. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. So what you've done is all of this research, all of this searching and searching and searching that you did to find an answer to your, to your physical um, problems that you were having, mm -hmm. you have done all of the research, you've done the training, and now you are able to de just deliver this to people. Mm -hmm. I think that's phenomenal that you've yeah. said this was something that was so um, transformational in my own life that I want to share this with other, I want to share this with my people, with teachers. Mm -hmm. so. Yes. And cause there's so many teachers that are suffering, like suffering mm -hmm. with so many different physical things. And I just, I, my, my wish for you, my hope for you is that you see another way, mm -hmm. a better way, you know, because, um, you, you shouldn't have to be recovering all weekend from your teaching job. You know, you should have the energy to, to pursue your passions, to find your identity outside of being a teacher and spend time with your family. Mm -hmm. And it's all possible. It is no matter what your situation is or what you're going through right now, it's possible to get yourself out of that and to create a new reality. It is so possible. And I see some of you out there, you're rolling your eyes and you're saying, yeah, but she doesn't understand. No, <laughs> we've been there. We've been there. And even still, sometimes we go to that place like, this is just, this is, this is just so hard. No one could possibly understand. If you open the right conversation with the right person and you are willing to look at yourself, become self-aware, tap into your emotions, you will open up windows and doors that you never thought possible. And you might not be at the point where you're, you're ready to acknowledge that power yet. We can't change that in you, but what we can do is offer you the opportunity to start looking at things differently because it all starts with your thoughts and your beliefs. And if you don't believe that things can change, they will not 
change. Exactly. So Dawn, thank you so much for joining us today. I will, like thank I said, have all of your resources in the show notes. I'm so grateful that you shared this incredible opportunity to get deep into why you're, you know, you're so stressed and overwhelmed. This is going to help a lot of people. Thank you so much, Amber, for the opportunity. It's my pleasure. We'll talk soon. I just love that conversation with Dawn so much. She is such a great person, has the best intentions. And I love how she took her pain, her literal physical pain, learned as much as she could and is now sharing that gift with other educators and women around the world who are suffering like she used to suffer. So with that being said, before I tell you how you can find Dawn, I want to invite you into the Burned In Teacher Facebook group. This is my free community for educators who need the action, inspiration, and support to take their first steps or their next best steps out of burnout. So go to community burnedinteacher.com and request to join as soon as possible because Dawn is actually going to jump into the Facebook group with me this week and lead a sample session on what it looks like to use tapping in your everyday life to manage your stress. All right. Now to um, how you can find her. You can find her on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash EFT with Dawn. You can find her on Instagram at Dawn Pensack and you can find her on Facebook as well at Dawn Pensack EFT. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique and Tapping, and that's what we're going to explore in the free Facebook group this week. If you're interested in working specifically with Dawn on a regular basis, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Dawn has a community called the Holistic Sisterhood Community. It's a community where women have access to support, resources, and wellness tools to live a life of resilience and wellness. So if you want to learn more about that, go to dawnpensack.com slash sisterhood. Of course, I'll have all of these resources and links in the show notes. And next week, I'm going to bring Jen Molitor onto the podcast. I'm going to share an interview that I did with her back in early March, late February. And she was a teacher at the time, or she was actually a teacher coach. And she wrote a book called The Happy Teacher Handbook. So we're going to go through that a little bit. And I'm now excited to tell you that she's a principal. So she's able to share these strategies with teachers in her school. So I'll see you next week. And until then, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the burned in teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.